Pick out your movie, lounge on your couch, watching the stars while you slouch. Now you can listen to what they'll say. It's Easton and friends bringing the couch critics your way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of The Couch Critics. Uh, this is the practical co-host, Trevor Landreth, and with me, I have my uh, very old friend from college. His name is Josh Cook. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so our normal host, Easton, and his lovely wife, also my sister, Tristan, are off to Alabama for uh, a vacation getaway. I don't know why they picked Alabama, but they did. Um Hopefully they're enjoying some sunshine and all that good stuff. Good food. That's right. Uh, got that good Southern cooking. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> uh, so he asked me to step in for this week, and he said I could do whatever I wanted. So I got a hold of my friend Josh. We had uh, we went out and got some beers last time I was in his hometown, and uh, I mentioned that I might be taking over today's episode, and uh, I said, would you like to do a movie? And he said... I would really like to do Tombstone, yep. and i never seen it, and so that's what we're doing today. But we're going to start off first with, Josh, I texted you a day or two ago wanting to know what your favorite movie was yep. and your favorite genre. So yes. could you get whatever one you don't want to do first, Okay, can you give me one of your favorites? I'm going to hit my favorite movie, Shocker, is Tombstone. Okay. It is my all-time favorite. It's my go-to Um I was telling Trevor earlier, like every couple Sundays in the afternoon, I'll just throw her on and just veg out and just watch Tombstone. So it is it is my favorite movie. Yeah. You know, and then my favorite genre, um, anything historically based. So I don't really have a like action or dramas or sci-fi. It, it's really just anything that happened. I kind of gravitate towards. Sure. We talked a little bit about this earlier yeah. and I like the word you came up with the historical recreation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I dig that man. Yeah. Really cool like, stuff. I like any war movie, any uh, political drama, Westerns, if they were based on semi true events. Okay. Yeah. Very nice, man. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, we were luckily to ha- lucky enough to have him on the pod today. Um, so yeah, we're doing Tombstone. So Tombstone, do you want to give us a so usually the host or whoever's running it gives the synopsis. Do you want to give like a brief synopsis of Tombstone? I can if you want me to. Yeah, man, go for it's, it. It's it's just the story of Wyatt Earp. Um but I I like this movie compared to other movies about Wyatt Earp cuz I feel like it goes deeper in and farther past the OK Corral incident. And and I feel like you can get more of a camaraderie of his brotherhood and his lifestyle. And that's kind of why I like Tombstone the best. Yeah. yeah. So when we watched it, Josh, uh, he told me as we were watching, uh, he asked me if I knew anything about Wyatt Earp. And I don't know a whole lot, but we talk about how we're from Wichita on the podcast. And so uh, Wyatt Earp was from Dodge City. Yep. Dodge City. He was a lawman out in Dodge City and kind of got his fame started there. Yeah. And then I I knew the words okay corral, but mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't ever put the two together or like figure anything like that out. So And a, a misconception, a lot of people think the whole shootout of the okay corral was in Dodge, but it's not. It's in really? Tombstone, Arizona. Tombstone, Arizona. So so just because 
Wyatt was from Dodge, he moved to Tombstone, Arizona. Yeah. And that's when the shootout at the OK Corral was. And you were telling me a little bit, Tombstone, so it's in Arizona, you said it's like right on the border. It's right, right? there at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Almost okay. on the Mexican border. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so this is like a so you think about older cowboy movies, um, uh, like True Grit, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So this is like a '90s, from what I just so I read I read a little bit before we watched it, mm-hmm. like a almost like an homage to some of those yeah. older yes. cowboy movies. Yeah, it definitely gave some salutes um, to those, but still had what I feel some independence from the older stuff. Yeah, if that makes sense. So if you're into that. Uh, it's a movie about Wyatt Earp and his life. If you're from Kansas, I definitely recommend you know watching it. We yeah. gotta we gotta be proud of our heritage a little bit. Or if you're from Tombstone, or if you're from yeah, Tombstone, you know. that's right. Uh, yeah, and I think that sums it up. It's kind of a slice of life movie, almost like mm-hmm. you were talking about historical recreation mm-hmm. and uh, of Wyatt Earp, and which uh, Kurt Russell is yes. is Wyatt Earp in this yeah. movie, and I think he does a great job. Very good job. So if you want to kick us off, man, into some general thoughts. Yeah. Um, well, I think you, you mentioned Kurt Russell. I think one of the greatest things of this movie is the casting. You know, you had Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton. And Val Kilmer is fantastic in this. He made the movie. You think as, so? As far as I'm concerned, like... We joked earlier, this movie, I call it the art of the insult (laughs) by Doc Holliday. He's very witty. Yes. And (laughs) his one-liners, that character, I think, made the movie, really did. Yeah, man, I agree. Uh, And especially right from that, I mean, talk about a a movie where the, uh, sorry, my microphone is like freaking out on me a little bit here. Um, Talk about a movie where... Uh, every introduction is solid. Yes. In terms of who is who is who in this, yes. like when Wyatt Earp, it's very clear who he is. Even in the very beginning of the movie, when uh, the antagonists kind of come out and do their thing, it's mm-hmm. like this is what you get a very strong sense of who they are. Yes. Right from the get go. Yes. And then, so, yeah, same thing with Doc Holliday's mm-hmm. character. Uh, even same thing with the love interest yeah. a little bit in this. Yeah. It's every every time a new character is introduced, it's very much like you understand who they are and where they're coming yes. from. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that might be my favorite scene just from seeing this. I mean, we watched this a couple hours ago. And, yeah. Uh, we... Doc Holliday's opening scene in the bar is yeah. like, oh my goodness, who yes. is this suave, handsome, yes. mustachioed man? <laughs> oh, but not only is he handsome, he's brutal. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very... And not even brutal like in the negative way, but it's brutal like almost like in a manipulation. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. We can't be friends anymore. Right? You know? It's... Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Yes, man. Yeah, so introductions, uh, yeah, I think, and also not just introductions, but like you understand the character once they appear and they're were given their introduction, yes. and then they stick to it. Oh, very much so. Even as uh, as the movie progresses and, and the characters build, they still set on that principle of who they were. And not to give too much away, but when there there is a character in here that does have a little bit of a flip, it's not a whole lot. But when he does, there's a precedent for it. Yes. You see a, there is a scene devoted entirely to his him struggling, him or her, yeah. struggling with the decision. Yes, the internal conflict. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it still maintained who that person was. Yes. Yeah. Uh 
along with that, uh, I think this movie also does a really great job in terms of the char- character motivations we're talking about mm-hmm. right now. Does a really good job of um, showing us where the motivation of the character lies and without telling us. Yes. And I remember it was really, oh, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> I remember it was really nice because there were a couple of times when we would see something happen jo- and obviously Josh has seen this umpteenth more times than I have. Million. <laughs> but uh, there would be scenes that where something happened and I would say, oh, is this what happened? And I nailed it on the head every time yes. because the movie does such a good job of the showing, not telling, which I'm a big fan of. But doesn't give too many spoilers. Right. Yeah. I think they did a great job of, you kind of infer what's going to happen, but you don't quite know for sure. Right. Yes. Uh, Along with that, now I will say there are a couple of scenes where this did feel very much like movie studio in a warehouse kind of thing, especially toward the end. Yes. But other than that, every, everywhere from like the beginning of the movie to where, until that kind of the third act stuff. Yeah. Um, very realistic. Yeah. And well, I, and you even mentioned, I didn't know it was that beautiful down there. Yeah. 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 I mean, the scenery was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the sunsets and kind of the desert scenery and stuff. And also the style. We talked a little bit during the movie about, uh, I also didn't realize, or I made the connection, I guess, about like the old West is a lot of ruffles yes. and a lot of like statement pieces, colors, colors, contrasting frills, contrasting yes. colors. Yeah, if contra- you, yeah. Excellent alliteration. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I'm a learned man. <laughs> nice. I like, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> Educate. Oh, that's what he's, I'm an educated, I'm an man. educated man. That's right. Now I really hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so with, with that, uh, I think it also plays cause they are in the desert. Also fairly close to the equator, so like it's hot. It's hot. And there's a couple scenes where they're in saloons, and everybody is very visibly sweating so much. And you know it smelled terrible. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, like you think you got whiskey breath, beer, cigar smoke, and everyone's wearing heavy wool coats just sweating, but they maintained that look. Right, that that uh, professionality about themselves. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. So I remember kind of, when we kind of made a connection, talked a little bit about that too. It was good. Um, I gotta tell you, I like the long trench coats that yeah. like like Wyatt Earp's got. Yes, come on, get me one of those. Yeah. Something like the the wide brim hats. You go for it. It's, it's hot. <laughs> I'm not wearing it, but you can wear it. <laughs> Summertime's coming up. Maybe not quite. Maybe yeah. like that. That'll yeah. be a September October yes. purchase. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Um. What else do you like about it, man? The music. Tell me more. The music. Uh, yeah, we, we did mention, and that's one thing I kind of like about Western movies is I, w- I was telling Trevor the music just makes you want to get on a horse and ride. Mm-hmm. It's very motivating music. And I don't even, I don't even ride horses. Me neither. So. <laughs> they scare me, but I'll I'll get in my car and drive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. The Iron Horse, yes. if you will. Yes, yeah. Detroit Muscle. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And I, honestly, I'm actually kind of, I'm, I'm proud of us because so Josh came down here. He got down here about one o'clock. Mm-hmm. We went to the record store, which is a good time all in itself. Yes. And then when he got back, we watched the movie. Since we watched it, we've had dinner together. Oh, yeah. We've had a great time. Yeah. We sat outside for a while. Yeah, and enjoyed the day. That's right. And I'm really proud of us for not talking about the movie during yeah, those two good. or three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe not so much during. I know we talked a little bit about during the movie, but yeah. it's good stuff, man. Yeah, but the music. I I think westerns have a really good 
understanding and maybe I don't know but like you know I always think when I think of western soundtracks we kind of talked we did talk about this a little bit I always think of Magnificent Seven yes and I think that's very iconic yeah and that um I honestly I, I honestly haven't seen very many westerns the the closest thing to a western I've seen uh, I have seen the Magnificent Seven we yeah. talked about that but the closest thing I've seen is Cool Hand Luke yeah which I don't even know if I'd classify as a western it's more of like a jailbreak kind yeah, of yeah, movie yeah. but um yeah, those those movies very much, and I wonder if that's a product of its time. Like, because we're talking like, well, this is ninety four, but yeah. like those older ones, sixties and seventies, where you know before Han, there was the Hans Zimmer effect. Yes, yeah, of like the yeah. all the time. Well, and and uh, me, I'm a trumpet player. I, Westerns, but not just a trumpet have... player. But I gotta say, Josh is a fantastic trumpet well, player. We we played in jazz band. For several, we were actually talking about it a little earlier. We talked, we played in jazz band for several years together. And yeah. he, really good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry to cut you off. That's fine. I, I think the music in westerns, you got a lot of trumpet licks. Oh yeah, the standoff scene in the good, the bad, bum, and the bum, ugly. Bum bum bum. Yeah, yeah. And the good, the bad, and the ugly. Shout out to my dad. It's his one of his favorite trumpet lines and that's pretty and it's I, just iconic yeah, yeah it's a famous one i think yeah. i know that i couldn't sing it for you but i think i i've heard i've at least heard that you'd line know before. it if you heard it yeah 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 but yeah so i mean that goes kind of, and that, i think that goes along with like the homage thing of like this movie is paying homage to the older ones yes. and so they have to have a good score yes, you yeah. know yeah. do you know who did the music for this i don't i bet we could look it up really Google quick do you, want, do you want to get on it i'm on it all right man you got it i'm gonna talk at you while you're doing that um uh, i had something and i lost it uh so we talked about setting uh the music was good um dialogue yeah this move this movie you know it felt like there was a lot of really good lines written but really you can say it man uh well, I don't know how to say the last name. Bruce Broughton. Broughton. B R O U G H T O N. Interesting. I'd never heard of him before. Does it have any uh, have his other stuff on there? Um. Well, we can hit him up on the Google machine and you see what, what else he did. I got Magnificent Seven stuck in my head. That's not a bad thing to be stuck in your head. Let's see what movies he did. I think that needs to be the new Jeopardy theme. He did He did Silverado. Okay. Um, Homeward Bound. Wow, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Rescuers Down Under. Talk about some ninety stuff. Lost in Space. Lost in Space. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Trying to see if he did any other westerns. It really looks like he only did a couple. Okay. I mean, Rescuers Down Under. If you so, we talked about this a little bit too. The 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 idea of like the Western frontier. Yes. And like. And like the cowboy idea is very American. Yes. But I think the closest thing you can get to that is like the bush in Australia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd agree. I'd agree. Quigley down under. Right. It's a yes. very Western feel. Right. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason I say the bush is because of the Australian podcast I listen to. They're always talking yeah. about yeah. like it's the wild or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, man. That's cool. Bruce Bounton. I'll, I'll have to remember that. Anyway. Um. Yeah, the, I think the dialogue we talked about this a little bit already. It, it's it's expertly delivered. Yes, by a really all star cast. Very. Yeah, and I I remember when Kurt I I didn't really wasn't aware of Kurt Russell until like 
Guardians of the Galaxy 2 era. Really? Yeah. I don't think I ever remember seeing him in much else. And if I had, I didn't recognize him. That might be the case because he did a lot yeah. of movies. Uh and so he's and he's this like very handsome young looking guy with a beautiful mustache. Uh, beautiful. Everyone's got beautiful oh. except for the sheriff. He doesn't have a very well, beautiful Well, we mustache. don't like him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but talk so speaking of the sheriff though, yeah. talking about showing not telling, when he steps out, he says a few lines. And I remember and this is like in the first half hour of the movie, yeah. I think. But he steps out and he says a few lines and it's very stereotypical like uh old west monopoly kind of thing but i remember looking at josh i was like oh he's corrupt (laughs) kind of imagine that right yeah but it's like it's but it's another thing of like we don't he doesn't tell us about it he says some lines and we infer it because it's so obvious yeah that kind of thing he's in the city planning or something like that he's got his hands in just about everything everything. you could have your hands in right right uh do you know who played the sheriff i don't have him down just because we don't like him well yeah i don't like him but his character the actor did great yeah yeah well any actor that can make you not like him i think is an actor uh worth talking about john tenney john i think i know that name i don't know why i don't have my phone next okay it's right here it's right in front of you johnny behan is is the sheriff's name and, and, but they always call him Behan. Yeah, right? Sheriff Behan or just Behan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to pull this up real quick while we're talking about it. That way I don't have to keep asking you for dumb things. Um, oh, he's just list on Letterboxd. He's just listed as Behan. Hey, he's in Green Lantern. I haven't seen that one. But That's okay. You, you don't know. need to. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah, man. Uh, he's in some, he's in some other stuff. Not a whole lot, though. He's in Legion, if you ever saw that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else, like, in general thoughts that you'd want to hit? I think, you know, we mentioned the the lines. And to me, I think it's my favorite part. I personally can't think of any other movie that has as many better one-line standalones than tombstone and what's nice about i know you're saying the word one one line but i don't even know like when i think of one line i think of like uh okay so i'm thinking like ghostbuster stuff where bill murray is just rattling things off yeah but i don't think that that's the case here it's like one lines but they're conversational yeah and i think that's what really kind of makes the dialogue shine in this movie yeah is everything is said during a conversation, and it, it's said with a purpose. Yeah. That's one thing I did want to mention. Thank you for. I'm glad we kind of came back around to this. Everything in this movie is so purposeful. Yes. It feels like there's not a scene that's really wasted ever. Mm-mm. I don't know if you could take anything out of this movie and have it uh, give you the same impact. If anything, I, I wish they would have done more. Oh, really? I, I really do. Okay. Um. But I don't want to get into spoilers. When we sure, get to that sure. part, I might add some. But I agree. There's, there's, there wasn't much wasted space mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah, waste not not much wasted space. I yeah. like that. Yeah, I I definitely agree, man. But uh, well, do you have anything else? Um, <laughs> I've asked you like three times. I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna give a general statement about western movies, Please. and this one does fall into it. I'm ready. Um. 
bullet counts. <laughs> and you knew this was coming. I did. The- <laughs> I, can I say something real quick? Yes. So before we uh before we did this a couple of days ago, Josh texted me and he was like, Hey man, are, are you okay with like talking about guns on your, I was like, well, if it pertains to the movie, like we could talk about it. I was like, I just like, you know, as long as it is not just like, we're talking about guns for whatever reason. Yeah. And he goes, okay. Cause there's some beef I got yes. with this movie. I, if you only have one revolver that shoots six shots mm-hmm. and this is just all Hollywood. And I think it's just because Hollywood is, is very removed from the culture that they try to portray so often. That's an interest. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is, and and it's almost impossible for them to be tied into everything. Sure. I just wish that they did a little bit more. And it's even modern action movies. Um, bullet count because you got guys <laughs> like me that are just gonna sit there and count. I counted up later I think on. We got to like eighteen or it something. Was, like it that. was twenty. 20, 20 Jeez, shots from that, two six shooters. Yeah, and I'm not a math whiz, but I think we should be <laughs> around 12. He's Maybe. a little, he's a little off his count. And that's, that's, I mean, I don't know much about guns at all, but yeah. like that's just, that's even without, uh, what's the word? That's even without, um, like jamming yeah. or anything or, like that. Or taking time to reload. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's one thing I did. I kind of was like, if Trevor, if we're going to have this conversation, I'm going to need to complain about bullet count because it to me and there's probably only five other guys out there that are like me, <laughs> but I do got a beef with that. Well, we were watching that scene and I, I could just hear, I remember him saying like, okay, it's coming up, like get ready. Or he yeah. said something like get ready to count. I don't remember what exactly you said, yeah. but I could just hear Josh to the side of me going, okay, nine, D- 10, <laughs> 11. <Yeah. laughs> just every time. Kept going. <laughs> yeah. It just kept going. It was good stuff, man. But that yeah. is one of, the, of any complaints I have about the movie. I think it shows how good a movie it is that something so minute as accurate bullet counts is one of my only beefs with the film. Sure. You know, so yeah. I do got to give them props that you got to dig for a complaint. At yeah, least yeah. I got to dig for a complaint about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, So I got a question for you yeah. because you, you, I mean, you're 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 pretty into like weaponry and yeah. things like that. So yeah. how accurate do you believe that they portrayed the guns that were used in this film? Very accurately aside from the bullet count. Mm-hmm. Um there's even one scene later on where I I mentioned it to you. Mm-hmm. They they film a shotgun blast and you see the shot come out of the barrel and, yeah, I've and it's never, like a funnel. Yes. It's big. And I've never seen that in any other movie. You always see like a flash of a bullet, mm-hmm. but this scene, you just see the shots splatter out. Yeah. And I loved that. Yeah. You don't, you know, you don't see it impact anybody, but <laughs> right. Yeah. It, for me, it was nice to see. Yeah. And I don't know how they pulled it off. Right. Having a projectile action. Cause a lot of time you're shooting blanks, you know, yeah, you're for not sure. you're not expecting anything to come out the end of a gun, and mm. and this scene it did, and that that was awesome to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as other portrayals, um, quick draw, it was a thing. They were that fast. Mm-hmm. They did, you know, when 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 you're an outlaw, you're spending time behind your gun. You're yeah. gonna be able to flip it around. You know, it's it's a tool to them, just like uh, 
well, for instance, there's if a, Easton was here, he'd make a he'd make a Sith joke. Maybe how a, how yeah. a lightsaber yes. is a tool to a Sith yes. or, or a Jedi tool in a Sith weapon. To me, yeah. uh, I I listened to Joe Rogan podcast, okay, and he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on there, and they were talking about how he doesn't have a cell phone case, okay, and he twiddles it around, and he compared it to, it's my tool. Okay. And 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 for me to know my tool, I got to be able this to This is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson this? was telling okay. this to Joe Rogan that he doesn't have a cell phone case and he flips it around and he's always toying with it. Mm-hmm. You know, the same could be said with how quick they were with their firearms back sure. then, you know, because that's what they did. Well, and I think I I think if you see anybody that is master to expert in mm-hmm. their craft very fast. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, especially I, I don't know if you've ever been to like any kind. I mean, just to like uh, just to give an example, I don't know if you've ever been to like a like a gambling, like a casino or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, some of those guys are real quick with yes. those cards behind yes. the table. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff, or really interesting stuff to watch. Yeah. Maybe not good. Maybe good's not the well, right term yeah. to use for the casino. <laughs> if you're winning the money, if it's you're good. winning, it's good. That's right. That's what you got. You make sure you cash out at the right time. Yes. Cool, man. All right. I think I know what you're going to say, but Josh, my friend, yes, do you recommend this movie? Very much so. Even to people who don't or have never seen a Western, because I feel like this one, like I said, it goes deeper in. You've got a love interest. You've got conflict. You've got friendship. You've got all those things. You've you got know, some uh, romantic? Some sketchy yeah, romantic sure we'll, we'll stuff. We'll get into in spoilers, yeah. yeah. Um. But I just think, man, it's just an all-around good one. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. I I have to agree. I think I definitely recommend this movie. Yeah. As someone that has not seen hardly any westerns, mm-hmm. um, I this has made me like because we talked a little bit how this this feels kind of like a homage to some of the older ones. Yes, I this makes me want to go back. Yeah. And watch some of those older ones, yeah. you know. And and it's not really a spoiler, but I will say, along with the actors and giving a nod to the older style, mm-hmm. Charlton Heston does show up in this movie. Yes. And for anyone who knows him, you know, he was very prolific in the 50s when all this was really getting started. Mm-hmm. And I don't personally know if he was in any Westerns, but it was nice to see an old face in the movie. Sure, you sure. Know. Absolutely, yeah. man. Very cool. All right, man. Well, I think that's all we got for general thoughts. Yeah, we I got think so. A recommendation out of the way. Hope yeah. Easton is listening and thinking I'm doing a good job. I'm doing my best, Easton. I'm sorry. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and kick it to spoilers, and we will see you in a fat minute. All right. And we're back. We're back. Ah. Uh, that was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. I tried. <laughs> you did a good job, man. So uh, hopefully, if you've listened to this review, we've convinced you to go watch Tombstone. Um, I think after listening to a review like that, I would be going to watch Tombstone. I'm going to watch it again. And I usually just listen to the spoiler section anyway. Like, I don't care. Yeah. But this time, I would have been like, oh, I got to get on this You got to watch it. That's right. So, uh, and if you hadn't, haven't and you decided to continue listening on the spoilers, that is A-OK. Uh, we welcome all people, no matter your uh, auditory and visual media types. All right, man. Sweet. So we're in spoilers. Yep. You got a question for me. This is a very big question that I always ask anyone who's seen this. Okay, I'm ready. When Curly Bill gets all high up on opiates uh-huh. and drunk and he's shooting in the street, yes. which is where I was counting so all those shots. you told me to pay attention. Yes. yes. Did he purposefully shoot the marshal? 
Ooh. Or was it an accident? So his so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little off foot. After watching the movie, you told me historically, historically Wyatt Earp yes, but, testified saying it was an accident. Yes. But just but on the movie. You, just the movie in general. Mm-hmm. I I felt like it was on purpose. I, I agree. In the moment, I yes. felt like it was on purpose. Yeah. yeah. I think it might have been a he did it on purpose, not realizing the implication of what yes. he did. Yes. Yeah. But man, when he went to hand him the pistol, he jerked he that wrist. He jerks it back. Yeah. Yes. That and I and as soon as he did that, I was thinking, can you pull a trigger with your pinky? Well, now <laughs> rumors say oh, rumors. In, in the history of it that he had now, this his, isn't the Fleetwood Mac album no, rumors, which is right? a quality album. Yeah, what well, we listened to it earlier during high quality. Dinner. Yes. Um rumors have it that and I don't know how true they are because it's on the internet, but <laughs> he had his pistols modified to a very light trigger pull. Really? So he didn't have to push real hard That's right. to get his gun to go So off. he cheated is what you're telling me. Not really. I think it just, it's easier for it to go off sure, is all I'm sure. saying. So if he wasn't paying attention when he flipped it upside down. Like if he was high on opiates. Yes. Yeah. It, could he have brushed up against that trigger, set it off? He could have. Mm-hmm. But I think that flick of his wrist I think it goes to show that it was on purpose. Yes. And that kind of fueled everything that it's built the up this movie. Yes. Yep. So because if that hadn't happened, then Virgil mm-hmm. would have never had that kind of emotional quandary. Yes. Of I think there's some more stuff that went into that also, but like I, I agree. I think that yeah. was kind of the it so this another thing about this movie, I think, is it's very like classical in terms of its acts. Yeah. It's very easy to tell. Uh, Marshall, what's his name? Wyatt? Uh, um, Wyatt Earp was the Marshal. Oh, right, um, right. Sheriff was Behan. I can't, I don't have the, well, the Marshal's name. The original Marshal, when he gets shot, like that's the end of Act One. Yes. And then Act Two is they become the, they become the law enforcement. Yes. And then Act Three is after the OK Corral. The Reckoning. The Reckoning. That's right. Yes. Uh yeah, and so no, I do think it was on purpose yeah. for terms of the movie's sake. I for the movie's sake, yeah, because I think we needed, like we were talking about for the movie, mm-hmm. we need that catalyst to be on Wyatt or just the Earps brothers. Yes, we need that catalyst to be on their side. Yeah, because if it was an accident, then there's still some moral ambiguity of like, eh, well, do we? Yeah, you know, although there's plenty of uh. Uh, wheeling and dealing and killing and spinning. Yes, going on during this movie until yes. the marshal comes in. Yeah. So. Now I will say, along with that, is that not a fantastic scene? After the sheriff gets shot and the oh, hurt boys run so, in, it's so tense. And and uh, who was he? Billy, Billy Clanton yeah. rolls out, and he looks at Doc and says, "You're too drunk. You're probably seeing double." And Doc he goes, pulls out the two I got two guns, one I'm for each of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so talk good. about a great scene! And then when Wyatt's got the gun pointed at Ike's head, Don't you point that finger at me. Get I'm sorry, that, get that. Well, out I'm, here. I get excited <laughs> when he's got that barrel just dug into Ike's head, and he's oh yeah, they're calling each other's bluff. Mm-hmm. Oh, powerful. And, oh, and when Ike is like, "No, he'll do it." Yes, like. Yeah. yeah, don't mess with this guy. Great scene. I think that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. And I really like, I like the dynamic of it, that he's got the pistol pointed at his head, and it's just him and Doc, and that's it. Yeah. And then the Earp brothers come out, and yes. suddenly it's a fair fight. Yes. And then they back off. And I love that, too, because it, it goes to show the 
I don't know how to word it. They were ready to roll. Oh, yeah. And they knew they were going down. But mm-hmm. he said, I'll make your head a canoe. You know, <laughs> your boys might get me first, but I got you. Yeah. And then Doc rolls out. And, man, they were ready to go right then and there. Yes. The shootout at the OK Corral could have been that, that night. That night, yeah. yeah. And speaking of, you said, I'll make your head a canoe. I, another thing about the dialogue, I know we keep talking about, but it's just it's just so, so good, good in this movie. Yeah. Um we were talking about the dialogue. There's jargon used in this where you very obviously know what it means mm-hmm. as it's said. Yeah. There was a, and I and like I said, there were moments where I talked to Josh just for clarification during the movie. But there's a there's a spot where he says uh something like I'll skin the smoke wagon. Yeah. Or skin like that, that smoke wagon. Is like drawing your pistol yes, or something, right? Because you know you got a leather holster. Holster is the skin. Yeah. Skin. Okay. It. Yeah. But then again, it's like that show don't tell thing. The other guy has his hand on his pistol, and he tells him to. So like the jargon that's used in this is very easily identifiable. Yeah. To what they're actually saying. So yeah, I mean, no one knows what. I'll make your head a canoe me. It's like, it just yeah. sounds like nonsense, but, but, but when he's a got gun, a pistol to his head, you so kind of like, go, Oh, he's about to turn your cranium inside out. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I think all the, any time, I think it's because it doesn't happen very often, which is funny because we're introduced to it in the first, like two minutes of the film. There's a gunfight. Yeah. And I think that's a, like we're talking about introduction to characters. That's a really good, introduction of the cowboys and what they're about. Yes. They roll up to a wedding and murder everybody. Every, they kill the priest. They kill the priest. And we talked about the the society back then was a very respectful society. They had code. They had There was a there was a code of ethics that yes, you Yes, a followed. code of ethics yeah. and it shows that the cowboys didn't care that they just Shot the priest. Oh, yeah. You know. Because in any kind... I mean, just as far as we know from media, any kind of religious... Organi- I mean, as far as I do. Yeah. Any kind of religious organization is typically off limits. Yes. You don't, you, you you don't got kill sanctuary. priests. You don't attack women yep. as one. Um, there's just... Yeah. There's this code of ethics that you follow. Everybody's strapped all the time. And yeah. you just have to trust each other to, to, to follow that code. Yeah. But then every once in a while, you got a, get a group of guys. Yep, the ragtag group. Wear red sashes yep. for some reason. Yep. <laughs> One thing I do like, speaking of the red sashes, they, they mention that this is the first instance of organized crime in the United States where the cowboys. So you don't think that like by this time there hadn't been like immigration to the U.S. for like mafia or anything like that? <laughs> It might have been getting established, but man, I really don't think. And I guess so. that wasn't really established till like they really didn't the take over until the twenties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this one, I think, maybe for documented, okay, sure. organized crime. And yeah. and when we say the cowboys, we don't mean actual cattle ranchers. No, that's no. one thing we don't want people to get confused with. Like, yeah. well, and I was kind of confused in the beginning with that, and I actually meant to bring it up. I'm glad you did. Yeah, because they call themselves the cowboys, but yeah, cowboys. As far as I've always been growing up here and. Good old Midwestern Kansas. Yeah. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, is, Cowboys is always like cowpokes, cattle yes. ranchers, yes. farmers, yes. that kind of thing. And and that's one thing you got to specify that this group called the Cowboys. When we say it's the Cowboys, they're not actually cowboys. Now, they probably, knowing the time, did steal cows. Sure. You know, like the movie Open Range does a great job of showing cattle theft. Okay. And the manipulation of, because that was how 
the world was run oh, yeah. back then. Well, cows mean beef, yes. and beef means food, and food means money. Exactly. So yeah. they, they might have had something to do with that, but by this point, they were established enough that they could just rely on crime. We probably should have mentioned earlier on, if you're a vegetarian, uh, number one, thank you for listening. Number two, we're sorry. Yeah. Number three, we eat beef. More so. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of beef, we did have some lovely steaks tonight. Wonderful. It was a it was a great uh I think it was a good uh uh association to the movie. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Good yeah. job, man. Hey, thanks. Um yeah, man. I uh so that's and I think that's something that is like uh they're relying on the audience to interpret this is not the cowboys that you know. Yeah. But it's a word that everybody knows, mm-hmm. and I think I don't know if the red sash thing. I mean, you you seem to know some history about this. It was the red. Did they wear red sashes for for all I the research I did? That was their mark. Okay, yeah, was okay. having the red sash or red bandana. Sure, something, sure, something, something on red. It was yeah. red that that stood out that they were part of that gang. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, but I, you know, I like we said in the very in the like first two minutes. You you very much know Curly Bill, yeah, and you know what he's about very early on. Yes. And I think I guess we keep going back to it. The dialogue I think does a really good job of that because then they go over and they eat and they're like, oh, they set this all out for us, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like you're just a jerk. <laughs> yeah. When and and at that scene too, uh, they talk about that verse in Revelation. The, yeah, the the pale uh, horse, the, yes, and the rider was rider death, called death, and yep. hell follows him. Did you catch all the instances that that was mentioned in the movie? I mean, I any, uh, Doc Holliday speaks a lot in that kind of the, way. He's the pale horse. Mm-hmm. Oh, Doc Holliday. Doc the pale Holliday's horse. the pale horse. The sickly pale oh. horse. The rider is, is death, which is Wyatt. Wyatt and you tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. Yeah. They nodded to that throughout the whole movie, Shit. man. I got goosebumps, man. Like I Me can too. I can feel it on the back yes. of my neck. That's Dude, so good. I love to see man this movie. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even make that. That's great, yeah. man. The pale horse, the pale sickly horse. Yes. Doc, Doc Holiday. The and rider was death, the head of the group. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I that kind of wants me to get to talking about the end, but I I want to talk about some other stuff first. Yeah. So you said while we were watching it, one of the biggest problems you have with the idea of Wyatt Earp and I is uh, his relationship with yeah. Josephine, Josephine and Maddie, and his, Ma- his Maddie's wife. his wife. When now, he gets there, my beef with him isn't this movie; it's him as a as a, a person. Sure, he was a playboy. Okay, it was it was pretty well known that he got around okay. and was definitely cheating and and doing that stuff sure personally that doesn't set well with me but yeah i can't have beef on the guy (laughs) you know he's dead sure sure yeah yeah any beef you had by now would be rotten rotten beef yeah thank you for going along with that when i said it i was like this is a bad joke (laughs) hey man i I love bad jokes oh good good yeah but you know when she comes on anytime that they are on screen together the moments that they share they they feel planned in terms of like the the communication they have with with their eyes and stuff. Yes, but it's still very electric. Yes, and well, yes. and in the first time they lay on lay lay eyes on each other, Doc goes, "What an enchanted moment!" Oh yeah, I mean, right. he called it from the beginning. Well, Doc is basically 
I mean, he's so good, man. Yeah. I he's, he's about, the best. Yes, and I love that in a in a world or not a world, but a movie where everyone's got that that kind of Western accent when you talk, and mm-hmm. he's got that now Southern draw, dignified. Dig, that's right. Draw. Like yeah. like molasses spilling out yes. your mouth. He's gonna talk slow, but that's you're gonna right. know exactly what he's exactly. Saying. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a office reference for you fans out there: the yeah. molasses thing. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, man, I, Val, Val Kilmer, I think, definitely steals steals the scene. He's very much, you know what's funny? It just hit me. He's very much like Mercutio from Romeo and Juliet. Did yes. you ever, yeah, he's, yes. it's very much like a, a forbid, almost like a forbidden love thing between Wyatt and Josephine, because mm-hmm. Wyatt's married. Yes. And then Mercutio, and not Mercutio, uh, Doc mm-hmm. is like this very... Uh, illustrated speaking man, very yeah. poetic, yeah, very educated, educated as man. You say, yeah. Yes, uh, who almost fuels that, and he dies. And oh, I guess it's not till the end, but yeah, yeah but, he almost fuels it. Yes. But I think Doc does fuel that relationship because you know after the after the scene where they give the show, and he's like, "What would you do if she walked in here?" Oh yeah, and, you he's know, like, I just. I just I'd mind ig- my own business. I'd ignore kind of, him. Yeah. I stand corrected. Why you're an oak? Is what he says. <laughs> yeah. But and then later, yeah, I'm an yeah, oak. <laughs> yeah, but I think Doc he got that vibe. He knew what was going to happen. Well, oh yeah, we, we all knew what was going to happen. Well, of course, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that that that's played out well. And so I'm glad that they and in, in, so at the end because this is based on historical events. Yeah. At the at the beginning and the end, they give some context. Yes. Um, and at the end, they do say Maddie dies of an overdose. Yeah. Shortly after these events. Yep. I believe. Yeah. I it. I, so I don't know if they used it in the movie to like justify her, justify him leaving her because at like, you know, in terms of like romantic comedies, which I personally don't totally care for all the time but we typically root for like the bad thing to do in that situation we you know yeah you know uh, this person meets somebody new or whatever leave that relationship so this one yeah to go to this new one we typically root for that and it's almost like they used it but it's real that's the thing where it's like this is based that's a real thing to happen is she gets addicted to i mean it's at the beginning of the movie it's laudanum yeah and then later we find out it's opium Opium. yeah yeah uh which as you know uh opium was uh in helping develop the game of dodgeball which is yes a nationally around sport sport as far as i know um (laughs) sorry i'm all off on the bad jokes that's a good one (laughs) yeah man um it's good stuff I'm blanking. You're good. I I think speaking of that though, I love how this movie portrays that conflict. Yes. You know, and even though Maddie was addicted to opiates and and she was going through a lot, you saw that heartbreak each time that Wyatt and Josephine made eye contact. Oh yeah. You know, you definitely saw And there's a very heartbreaking scene where it's after Morgan dies. Yeah. And He's in the rain, and Josephine Josephine wants to console him. Yeah, and he says, "Get away from me." Yeah, and then he turns, and it's almost like Maddie is upset, which I don't know that I totally understood, or like I I don't know if I am able to relate to that. Yeah, because Maddie comes out, he has no control if someone else is going to beat her out there to console yeah. him. You yeah. know, yeah, and he even did the right thing. He's yeah. I mean, as far as the eyes of like marriage and all that, he did yeah. the right thing of like get away from me. 
Like, and then when he turns around, Maddie sees that interaction and walks away. But I'm going to hit you with this though. I don't Please think, do. I don't think him saying, get away from me. Can't you see what's happening? I don't think it was the marriage thing. I think it was, they just hit both of his brothers. He's next. Oh, anyone gotcha. next to me, anyone near me is, gonna get is at risk for getting shot. Okay. That's how I took that scene. Yeah. I really don't think he much cared for the marriage part at this point in the movie. Yeah. I think it was more it was stay more away from me. Because you're going to get shot if you do. I'm, they're after everyone. I'm next. Yeah. I'm the only one left. Which, what a, I mean, the women in this movie, and by the women, I mean the wives. Yeah. Um, Maddie... And I can't think of the air too. They're they're not mentioned a whole lot. No. But um Virgil's wife and Morgan's wife. Um uh I think they did a very good job. The scene of the cause they kind of have a moment to shine a little bit. Oh yeah. When when it is the thunderstorm night. Yes. Which this is the scene I was talking about earlier where it, it does kind of seem kind of like film study in a warehouse kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, is the thunder anytime it's raining in the thunderstorm. Yeah. Um but they have a scene where they're all communic like they're talking in somebody's house. Yeah. And then Josephine comes and says, I know you hate me, but yes. like they're coming for you. Because the sheriff admitted it. The yes. corrupt sheriff squealed to her mm-hmm. saying that they were gonna hit the boys. Yes. You know. Yeah, yeah. And so Yeah. And I think that when they when they had their time to shine, they did. Mm-hmm. Um Especially like when Morgan gets got. Yes. Yeah. And his wife and all of that. Heartbreaking. Yes. And the acting during the deaths. I I like this movie from other movies because you saw the emotional tearing that it did. Um, When the, when Morgan dies, the whole room is just. Oh, it just sinks. Yeah. yeah. And and then another Because the example, dog even stops barking. Yes. And... Another example, right after the shootout at the OK Corral, mm-hmm. Wyatt turns around and he makes eye contact with Doc. And oh, they have a yes. whole conversation there just with their eyes. Oh, yeah. And they both walk away together mm-hmm. knowing that, boy, what just happened? Yeah. Look what we started kind right. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, yeah, I... It, the the and like I said, was it's like six or seven? I'm gonna go back to it. The di- not even well, not even the dialogue because, like you said, it's the conversation, it's the body language, yes. and, it's, and like and that kind of speaks to the purposefulness of everything that happens in this movie. Everything is done for a reason. Yes, there's nothing that's done kind of just on its own or whatever like that. Yeah. Everything had a purpose to it. Very yeah. much like a kind of like a Stanley Kubrick. Yes. Everything Stanley Kubrick did had a purpose to it. Every detail. And I get a lot of that vibes in Tombstone. Do you know who directed this? I don't. Hang on. I think I got pulled up already. Uh, So this is George P. Cosmatos. He's done Rambo. Oh. (laughs) Uh, These are a lot of movies that I don't know. Uh, Cobra? Do you know Cobra? No. I don't either. Well, he knocked it out of the park with this one. He oh, did. he's only done a few. What is this? He might have retired in Rome. This. Huh. Seems like he's done kind of a lot of like middle of the road stuff. Yeah. And then Rambo and <laughs> Tombstone. Oh, I'm sorry. Not even Rambo. Rambo First Blood Part Two is the hey, one that he that's does. That's a good one, though. Is it? Of the Rambos. Are you a Rambo a g- fan? 
I like them. I'm not a big fan okay. of them, I've but if they're them. on, I'll watch them. Okay, okay. Yeah. Got some, uh, some some Sylvester Stallone action in you? Yeah, well, everyone. I mean, how could you not? How could you not? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> yeah, man. I've been watching Rocky, and I'm up to four now. Yeah? I haven't, yeah. I've only, I'd only ever seen one. I really liked one. Yeah. And I wish somebody would have told me that Rocky 2 is basically Rocky Part 2. Yeah. Because that's what it is. It is. So if yeah. you're listening now and you've only seen Rocky one, go watch Rocky two because yeah. <laughs> you, you it's the second half of the story. Yeah. But anyway, uh, sorry to divert there a little bit, man. I tell you what, being like the host role, this is challenging. Well, you're <laughs> doing so good. I mean, like so Easton, sorry if I've ever given you crap, but this is this is a tough job. Good, good on you, man. <laughs> anyway, uh. Do you want to? Do you want to go to the end? Is there anything else you want to? So, um, what what do you qualify as the end to this movie? The end to me is when Doc dies. So the like the entire the like, entire the, not the revenge. I think but the, the reckoning. The end is when Doc dies. The movie ends, and they just tie it up. Yeah, but yeah. that that last scene with with Doc and Wyatt. Live for me if you ever loved me ever. Sorry, you said Doc, and I thought about the Marshall. Sorry, oh. <laughs> yes, Doc. The end. okay, yeah. yeah. That I think the movie ends there, and then him getting the girl, everything that just kind of ties her up, but ties it up in a nice little the package. climax. Yeah. I think is the reckoning, not the shootout. That's yes. another reason why everything I like this happens movie. after the shootout. Yes. Yeah, and I remember when we were watching it, it happened, and uh, I thought that that was going to be it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, there's so much more that happens yes. after the fact. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of, we haven't touched on that really at all, is that whole third act sequence thing. Yeah. Um, that's when the shotgun blast is that we were talking yeah. about. It's it's almost chilling when, so he, so they, uh, his brother's Virgil mm-hmm. and Morgan get, uh, uh, Morgan gets got. Morgan Virgil gets, gets shot. shot in Morgan, the arm. Yeah, he loses his arm. Yeah. Or the use of his arm. The use of his arm, right. I'm kind of surprised they didn't just cut it off. You know, I don't know why. I guess that's like a personal thing. Like Maybe. they could say like, this could just be in a cast forever. Yeah. Or we could just cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, then you're worried about infection and I'd wanna, Oh, I didn't even think about I'd that. I'd probably yeah. keep my arm even. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. Um. And then he got, and then he kind of, he has, that's a very good twist also when yes. they, cause they crossed by Curly, Curly Bill, mm-hmm. Curly Bill, is that his name? Yeah. Curly yeah. Bill. And then is, is the sheriff boat Behan, is he also sitting there on the bench when they passed? And he's the one that said, oh, that's no, Ringo. Ringo. Ringo says it smells like someone Something died. died. Yeah. Which what a low blow. Man. I, I didn't expect anything. I mean, if you know the character, mm-hmm. I expect someone to jeer something, to get a stab in on something. Of course, yeah. Um, honestly, because I think if tides were turned, Doc would have said something. Doc Holiday. Uh, oh yeah. I really do think he would have, because that beef was pretty it was real. Yeah. yeah, and it's very established. When and I remember when we were watching it, uh, Ringo does his whole little gun trick thing where he's swinging yes. and everyone's clapping and cheering, and I was like. I thought that he was just going to shoot him right then and there. Yeah. I thought that Doc was going to pull out his pistol, kind of like an Indiana Jones thing. Yes. He does all the scimitar twisting yep. and he just shoots him. Yeah. Um, I thought he was just going to shoot him, and it's very clever yeah. that he does it with a little shot glass. And if you pay attention, he mirrored it perfectly. Really? Yes. Okay. Every move that he did with the gun 
Doc copied with his shot glass. Interesting. So not only showing is he just as good at twirling, yeah, but he studied exactly what that kid was doing. Because mm-hmm. he even ends it by his holster. By putting it in. Yeah. yeah. I kind of wish they'd bring those shot glasses back with a little. They like, were fancy, like tiny little mugs. Yes, like I'd be twirling them all around, all around, all day, man. Yeah. I have like two on each hand. Yes. I think, like pinky and index finger, just yeah. like get them going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the so I think they do a really, and it just plays this movie strength, man. Mm-hmm. The any any time that characters have some kind of, uh, if there's if there's a conflict. You know exactly where it came from. Yes. You saw it happen. No question. Yes. And we were talking earlier about the show don't tell thing. There's a scene where it's Virgil is the one that's having the doubts. Yes. And he's he's feeling conflicted. Yeah. And then in the very next scene, you see Virgil again, but he's got a sheriff's badge on. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it, it this movie just does a good job of of letting us know what is happening without really just straight up telling us. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is, I think that's the way to do it, man. Yeah. That's the way you, you got to do it. Yeah. They didn't show him going in, getting sworn in, doing all of that. Right. It's they didn't just, need to. boom. He's got a badge. He's on. got a badge. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's, it kind of put like, when you're talking about how this movie, you can't really cut anything out. Right. Uh, I think it's almost like, cause they already cut out all the stuff that yeah. would be cut out. Yeah. You know? And, and so I'm curious if there's maybe, maybe not any more, you know, almost 30 years later, uh, which we you, were you born in ninety three? I was ninety two. You were ninety two. Ninety two. So oh, okay, I was alive. All right. Well, I was. I, well, you enjoyed time on this earth without me for hey, a little bit. You know, it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. No, none of that. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, that's weird. We're almost thirty, man. Don't getting close. I, sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up. <laughs> I found my first gray hair in my beard the other day. No. <laughs> Life's done for did, me. I mean, did you pluck it or no? Like, I kept it. You cut? Do you have it? Can it's I see it? Red badge of courage. I'll show it to you later. Oh, okay, so that sounds good. Yeah, maybe now it's not the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I might cut that out. We'll see. Nah, <laughs> probably not. I'll leave it in. Yeah, good stuff. Um, just quality concept we're making. Quality. Um, everyone's got beef. Everyone, the dialogue is great. Mm-hmm. Um, that it. I wonder if there is a almost. That was what I was going to say. Almost thirty years later, I wonder if there is a cut of this movie that exists. That so you own the DVD. That's what we watched yes. this on. Yeah. Are there deleted scenes that you know of? Not on that one, but like I said, it's an old DVD. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure if maybe you got it like a Blu-ray of it, they might have like a director's cut edition. Sure. I, I sure. don't know. Okay. Might That'd be, be interesting to look into, into to yeah. see. Be, I, and like I said, this movie, this this story is so complete. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else they you know could have put in to make this story even better. Yeah. You know. Um. So yes. Uh, they meet to, so after they talk to the cowboys, mm-hmm. they leave, and I, I fully expected the Ert boys to leave town. I didn't yeah. think they were going to stick around. And then when there's that switch moment, and Ike is such a little slug in oh, this. Oh, he is. Anytime he was on, anytime he was doing any kind of work, it's like his first inclination was drop his rifle and he, get out of there. He definitely talks the talk. Oh yeah. But then if someone steps up, he folds mm-hmm. like immediately, immediately, immediately. Yes. And so, uh, Curly Bill mm-hmm. sends Ike and somebody else, some no name, I yeah. think to go catch the train yeah. to, to finish the job. Yes. And, uh, there's that turn moment where Virgil kind of nods to them and then Wyatt 
shoots one of his shoots the other guy dead. Did you That's notice too? He put up. Oh yeah, one finger started yep. counting, buddy. Yes, he's going after all of them. Yes, yeah. and I I and I like that he gets a nice space and yeah. is like, "You're a piece of crap." Yes, get out of here. Yes, and you tell everyone I'm coming. And hell's kinda. coming with me. That's right. And then I I mean, at, and by that after that point, it's kind of just a shoot 'em up. Yes, like, there's a montage of them traveling through the desert, and. Getting all, getting all the guys. Let's talk about the collateral damage when he rides a horse into the barber shop. <laughs> right? Could you imagine if you were that poor barber? Like, I just put my whole life savings into right. this, and the guy runs in with a horse, shoots ten people, knocks everything over, ruins his building. Right? Like, I just, well, you I shouldn't be giving haircuts to cowboys. You man. know? <laughs> hey, that's a good point. Yeah, unless yeah. they're like point blank, they're like, "Hey, man, give me a shaver. I'm capping." You. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just I always find that scene entertaining. Yeah, well, I remember th- I remember thinking that when it happened. I don't know. I just feel like any time in those old West movies that like I feel like that just happened all the time. Oh yeah, just yeah, like we're a... not going to open the door. We're just going to jump our horse through <laughs> right? it. You know, <laughs> well you got to be showmanship, yeah. But right, you yeah. got <laughs> they 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 need to have the score story of a uh, this guy just came in through with his horse. And I, hear, I was minding my, my own business. <laughs> Eating my dude's hair, eating my bologna sandwich, and you'd not believe what came through the door. Right? Well, the window. Yeah, the window. The window. Yeah. yeah, man, that that was good. But the moment I, the moment I, there's two moments I get chills in that, or I got chills in that last scene. It's number one when he, when you can just tell that everything's going red for Wyatt yes. when they're caught in the crossfire yes. and he just starts saying the word no, no and crosses the river and he just goes yep. no fear no fear he no was, nothing he was done and he he blows Curly Bill away uh, and yeah. that's one thing I, I do like about this movie is uh, some westerns you don't really see the damage that a shotgun can do but mm-hmm. you see when you hit both barrels His of a shotgun, is... you're blown back. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Not to get too gruesome. I'm, and honestly, I think that might be the gruesome part, the most gruesome part of this whole movie. Yes. Because there's even a headshot in this. Yeah. And it's not nearly as bad as when Curly Bill gets got. Yes. And I think they amped that up. Oh, yeah. Just for that feud, you know? Well, and but... Curly Bill, to us, he's the bad guy. He's yeah. the one we see at the beginning, you know? And uh, we know that Ringo's bad. Yeah. But and, but Curly Bill even says something along the lines of, like, I don't even know what this outfit's going to be like when Ringo's in charge. Yes. yeah. Because um, he was he's a loose pistol. He's a, lo- he's a loose pistol. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah, and then the other time is when... The, uh, the other time I got chills in that act is when uh, Doc beats Wyatt to mm. Ringo. I fully expected Wyatt to be the guy. Yes. And when it's Doc, I was like, oh! Yep. Yep. <laughs> now, speaking of that, one of the most popular lines in the movie is when he says, I'm your Huckleberry. Mm-hmm. But I got to ask you. Yeah. What's your favorite Doc Holiday line? Ooh, I think it's, does this mean we're not friends anymore? Ooh, yeah. That's, yeah. I Because it's so... It's so coy and condescending without being that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it's and it's the one that's just stuck out in my mind. It's it's uh it's very much because I think we've all been there. Yeah. We've all like you're playing games or whatever, you're playing Mario Kart with your best bro. Yep. And he hits you with that blue shell or you hit him with that blue shell. Yep. And then he's like 
hey, look, man, I thought like we were just friends playing a game. Yeah, like, if you're, you go if you're gonna get upset about it, then I mean that's on you. Yeah. But yeah, I love the look you're giving me. It's just this like almost like I love it because yes. <laughs> I, I love the line "I'm your Huckleberry," but it's too overdone. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, I'm agreeing with you, but I don't really know. Oh, well, in in the culture of the movie, okay. that's all anyone... But man, Doc has so many other good ones, I He think. does. I would love... I might sometime look up like a YouTube video montage of just his they got lines him. in Trust this me. movie. Oh, they I'm sure him. they do. I'm sure they do. Yeah, yeah man. And then, uh, so other than that, the, those fights and his... And I, I really enjoy... Not I don't know about enjoyed, but I I like that there's a moment where... Wyatt is like, do you think I can get him? And Doc's just like, no, yeah, I don't, yeah, but I can, kind yeah. of thing. But he plays it off. He oh, does. I'm so sick. I'm yes. sorry. He kept saying, I'm sorry. Yeah. When have you ever heard him say, I'm sorry? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he shows up and he just pulls that headshot off mm. so clean. Before he says that is mm. my favorite line. Okay. And if anyone knows me, really knows me, I use this line. As often as I can. Well, I can't wait to build our friendship on this. I'm ready. Say when. Oh, you do say that. Yes. Yeah. And he says it a lot in that movie. Yeah. That's my favorite line. That's uh, that's the one I remember say is when, when they're when. circling. He says, yeah. say when. Yeah. Yeah. And then he pulls that off. I, I have a question, though. Why does he put the badge on, on him? So I think it is because he wasn't expecting Wyatt to be there that quick. Oh, so it's like if the badge is there, when Wyatt gets there, he knows it was He him. knows it was Doc. And I think Doc's play was put the badge on and just disappear and go off and die. And go die, yeah. But because Wyatt found him. Much like these movies do that take place in the late 19th century, uh, somebody's dying of tuberculosis. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Someone's got TB. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why they don't really say, but I think it is maybe like I'm going to put, cause he asked for it, mm-hmm. not to wear it to know right. what it feels like, but because he knew I'm going to go kill him. I'm going to put this on here. So he knows it was me and I'm just going to disappear. That's right. And, and go off and die. Yes. Yeah. yeah, man. It was good. And then like we've talked about the ending kind of a little bit. He has a moment with doc yeah. where he, where they, and another thing like man just i keep harping on it and i love it they talk like we only see Wyatt interact with doc at the hospital once mm-hmm. but in that conversation we very we can tell clearly a couple things we can see very clearly why it's been there probably sev- like maybe almost every day since yeah. he checked in yes uh, and we know that Doc is sick of him being there yes. and that he's asked him to leave a few times. Yeah, because he doesn't want him to see him in that state. Right. I, I completely understand that. Yes. And I, and then we do kind of get the, clo- uh, not we do get some closure as the audience. I don't know if it would maybe necessarily happen this way, but we do get some closure as the audience. Wyatt gets up and leaves. Um, Doc looks at the, the pamphlet mm-hmm. thing that he's made him. And then he says the thing about yeah. dying with his boots this on. This is funny. Yeah. And then dies. And then dies. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was entirely for our benefit. To I get think the closure so too. of like, okay, well, he did, you know, we yeah. got to see him suffer and now he gets to some release from that. Yes. And then, like you said, they wrap it up in a tight loop. And then they explain to you later that he left his wife, Maddie, yes. that kind of thing. Yeah. But they get a tight little bow. They get their room service. Have they you ever had room. room service? I've had it once. Really? And I've was, never had it. Can you tell me about it? It was awesome because it wasn't really? on my dime. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that'd be the only time I had it. What did you, did you get breakfast or did you like a dessert? It, was, your it room? was a breakfast. Really? Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. Tell me more. What, I will, what'd you get? Uh, I don't remember. What? 
Okay, I guess that's fine. But I have had it. <laughs> and, and I'm not a nice. man for the fancy things. I might just go get a hotel sometime and just You want to go it? get a hotel, Trevor? Let's Dude, go I'm get some ready. Let's do it. We'll get some <laughs> breakfast. It'll be fantastic. Oh. That's right. All right, man. I'm ready to hear this. I'm ready to hear the star rating. All right. I'm do you, do you, I think it's customary that that the guests go first. All right. This isn't going to surprise anyone. But I think it's five stars. For me, I think cinematography was great. Music was great. The lines were great. The camaraderie between the actors was great. I think everything about this movie, in my opinion, and I'm not a film critic. Mm -hmm. Well, as of today, you are a couch critic. Oh, man. I'm on a a wooden chair, I'm on the couch. You're on the couch. How does it feel? You know? Because you've listened to a few episodes. I have. It's a it's a good show. Good. Well, thank yeah, you. It is. You well, guys really don't thank do me. Good thank job. Easton. It's, it's his. A, it's this is his brainchild, show. man. Yeah. Yeah. I feel honored to be here. Well, good. Uh, I now I tell you what though. I've and sorry, Easton. I always imagine the couch should be blue, like a big blue, like one of those like old seventies like long couches. Yeah, comfy couch. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if you know about this about the couch. And sorry if I'm giving away secrets, Easton. But this couch is a recliner. I can tell. Yeah. Because it's got cup holders. It's got cup holders. Regular couches don't have cup holders in them. They don't? No, only recliner couches <sighs> do. This is like... <sighs> Luxury. Luxury. Yeah. So five stars. Five stars from me. Very nice, man. Yeah. Very nice. And I am biased. I will admit, my bias towards this movie... <laughs> We're all biased for something. It's if I If I was here, I'd tell you... Jurassic Park is five stars. There you go. If Easton was here, he'd tell you every single Star Wars movie is five stars. I would argue I, that. Although he he would he would clarify and then say that he's got some beef with the sequels. Thank you. Oh, we're good now. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Okay. Buddy. <laughs> good. Uh, I so here's my here's my stuff. Mm-hmm. I think because my star rate, I'm noticing my star reviews always come with with like a. By the way, thank you for having whole numbers. Whole. Five out of five. Oh. I appreciate it. Did that. I even do that? Yeah, you said five out of five. Well, it's because I'm a learned scholar. That's right, you are. Take that, Tristan and Easton. Uh I uh so having this be my only Western film mm-hmm. and knowing that they pay some homage to some older films. Yes. Right now, I'm gonna give it a five out of five. It's it was it was really well done. Yeah. Killer cast. Killer dialogue, killer movie. Yes, very good. Yes. However, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you're good. I uh, I would like to see some older westerns. Yeah, to see maybe what they did first. Yeah, and see what has been kind of pulled from those older movies. Yes, yeah, I get and that. And see if that changes my rating at yeah. all. But right now, man, it's it's a definite five. I really enjoyed it. I'm th- and thank you for suggesting this. This oh, was a great. Well, this is a great movie. Suggesting me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, so we usually do the plugs at the end, but do you have a place that you'd like people to... Are you on any social media that you'd like to disclose? Um, or? I'm Happy Hunts. Happy Hunts, yes. Happy Hunts. So do you want to tell them a little bit about Happy Hunts? Uh, yeah, it's just uh, me, my buddy Clayton, we started it. It's really all his. I'm just there. Um, we hunt. You hunt? We talk about hunting. We, we have a YouTube channel, Instagram, TikTok. Um, we we come at it kind of from a informational side, 
of hunting. You know, we just had a video go up about what kind of decoys we like. Yeah. You know, or... Now, it, I'm not a hunter by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. I, I mean, I, I tried to catch some crawdads to no success yeah. a couple weeks back. What is a decoy? It's a... Bird is it the thing shape? that I thought was a real turkey in yes. your car? <laughs> yes. So, it's... yeah. So Josh on the Snapchat story, I I was watching it, and he's got a turkey in his passenger seat, and I messaged him. I was like, "Is that a real bird you have?" Well, your... I was giving it Chick Fil A nuggets. That, that's yeah. you, that's right. <laughs> yeah, my turkey decoy. So that's what it is. It's it's just made to imitate a live animal kind yeah, of man. thing. So okay, cool. But yeah, so we we just we hunt. We love it. We just want to share our passion, and yeah, you know, if you don't like it, that's fine. We're we're having fun. So. Yes. So yeah, and you I, can find us on Happy Hunts, and I've seen similar stuff on Snapchat and on Instagram and things like that. Like I follow Clayton on Instagram, yeah. and and yeah, man, they post. If you're into hunting at all, these guys post some really good stuff, Thank and uh, they you were telling me earlier you hauled like 270 ducks i think it was 215 215 ducks, ducks this, this past season, season. Yeah, yeah it was awesome yeah it and was a grind every single time i saw them post a photo it was just lined up with with yeah. these birds and and not only just clayton but uh sawyer tony chris the whole group good guys i love them to death so do you mind fun. if i tell them about the name yeah go for it so so clayton is a is a buddy of ours we went to he when we were kind of getting close to graduating, he he was he was starting, and Clayton's nickname is Happy. No, that's his real name. Oh, that's his real name. His last name. Oh, is right, Happy. because he tried to keep getting a Facebook profile as Happy, yes. and it was like you can't have this as your name. But yeah. it's like, that's my real name. Yeah, yeah. And so Josh was telling me earlier that they you guys were hunting once, or mm -hmm. you, you were on the same trail or something. And you well, parted it was, ways. It was our first. It was the first time I'd ever hunted with Clayton, and we we parted ways. And Clayton, I don't even know if you remember this, bud, but as we we parted i said happy hunting and i was like oh that's like a bob ross like good name yeah and and you know so then later on we decided to just start making a youtube page and happy hunts came from it so, so. happy hunts is a title but also a verb a verb and an yeah a name. and a noun yeah wow all kinds of grammatical experiences that we're, we're going we're through learned here men. we're educated educated men. that's right yeah. Cool, man. All right. Well, it's been great having Josh on the show. Yeah, Easton, you. thank you for letting me run this. This has been, uh, it's been great having you, Josh. Yeah, thank you. I know I just said that, but I'll say it again. It's well, been great having you on. Thank you for bringing Tombstone. Yeah. It's good to see you. I'm glad we got to spend the day together. That was very nice. It was nice. Uh, and we're going to kick it to the plugs. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcast, we would ask that you uh, would rate and review. If you like the podcast, that definitely helps us. Um, get new listeners. So when a new movie comes out and they search that movie, uh, we'll pop up. So uh, if you like the podcast, just give us a five-star review and just say what you like about it. And we will definitely give you a shout out on the podcast. All right. Get to Trevor for the plugs. You can find Couch Critics on Facebook at Just the Couch Critics. You can find Couch Critics at Twitter and Instagram at Couch Critics Pod. You can find Easton Moore at those same places, Twitter and Instagram, at Easton Moore IV. You can find me at those same places, at T. Landers Perk. Tristan Moore does the intro theme song, and Graham on Instagram, at Graham Jarvis, does the artwork for the podcast. Sweet. Uh, so, again, thanks for listening to today's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So, see you guys next week.